teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. To the Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It is it's a little crisp. There's a whiff of pumpkin spice in the air. It is spooky season in America when pale, ghostly figures of the damned roam the streets, crying out in agony of their cursed fate. Speaking of which, Mike Pence. On <laughs> Saturday, the former vice president withdrew from the presidential race. Now, I don't know about you, but I was very surprised that Mike Pence was running for president. <laughs> hadn't, I hadn't registered. Pence made the announcement during a speech this weekend. I'm traveling across the country over the past six months. I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. He's right. Mike Pence's time is 1692. <laughs> His place, Salem. His job, man who shoves woman into river to see if she's a witch. There you go, yes. Look, you can be sure. Look right there. That's the sign. You can be sure she's regular lady when the bubbles stop. That's... That's science. (laughs) Pence said he prayed over the decision, which is not surprising. After all, he titled his campaign launch memoir, So Help Me God. God responded with his own book, New Phone, Who Dis? Not very nice. He got ghosted. He got he got ghosted by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Still, I don't understand why Mike Pence would drop that. Look at the uh, the campaign event he held this month at a pharmacy. <laughs> Jim, can we zoom in on that customer? <laughs> that is the most thrilled anyone's ever been to see Mike Pence. <laughs> Turns out that there, the uh, the CVS of infinite sadness, was in fact. The highlight of Mike Pence's campaign at uh, another recent stop. Pence spoke to just 30 people at Greenfield, Iowa's Olive Branch Restaurant. (laughs) Yep. Couldn't quite make it to Olive Garden. He had to settle for... (laughs) for Olive Branch. You know their slogan, when you're here, your family is looking for you. They're worried. (laughs) He said, Olive Garden, Grandpa. Perhaps the biggest harbinger of doom was that Pence couldn't get a crowd of 15 to a pizza ranch. (laughs) Which, of course, raises one obvious question. What the hell is a pizza ranch? (laughs) Well, I put my crack team of researchers on the question, and turns out Pizza Ranch is the largest, most recognized pizza chain in the Midwest with hit dishes like cactus bread with cinnamon streusel, piping hot mashed potatoes, and bowl of corn. (laughs) You know, pizza. Pizza. 
Now that Pence is out of the race, the other Republican candidates have a shot to pick up all of his support in Iowa, which is a whopping 2%. <laughs> Hear that, Chris Christie? You bag those Pence voters, you could be polling as high as 2%. <laughs> now, I'm sure he's higher than that. No letters, no calls, Chris. Now that Pence is hanging it up, one candidate trying to get his endorsement is the guy who tried to get him hanged. I don't know about Mike Pence. He should endorse me. He should endorse me. You know why? Because, because I had a great, successful presidency, and he was the vice president. He should endorse me. One problem. You're asking for the endorsement of someone you almost got killed. That's like if Jigsaw's victims left a Yelp review. Very challenging escape room. Two thumbs up if I still had thumbs. <laughs> that wasn't... I see. That wasn't the only speech Trump gave this weekend. He took the stage in Sioux City, Iowa, or as Trump said... A very big hello to a place where we've done very well. Sioux Falls. Thank you very much, Sioux Falls. Ooh! So close, yet... <laughs> so far away. The thing is, Sioux Falls is in South Dakota? South Dakota. So when Trump didn't correct his mistake, an Iowa state senator tried to help him out. So, Sioux City, let me ask you, how many people come... How many people come from Sioux City? Nice save. <laughs> uh, really well done. That's like a guy screaming his ex's name in bed. And then saying, oh, I said Lisa, I meant Vanessa. Let me ask you, how many people are here from Vanessa? Huh? Anybody? You? Just you, miss? We're learning more about the new Speaker of the House. Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson, seen here... Seen here showing the size of a fish he recently baptized. After winning the gavel, Johnson took some time to chat with Sean Hannity and told America he's an open book. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. That's what I believe. Well, okay. No, if that's great. If the Bible is his worldview on any issue, I don't know why progressives are nervous. He's clearly going to ask the rich to sell all their possessions and give the money to the poor. And, and that's really good for him. Good for you. Good for you. And, like, you know, being biblically faithful is not easy for a guy from Louisiana because now he has to give up shrimp, crab, oysters, and barbecued pork. And I'm sure he's going to miss his wife when she has to be cast out of town during the time of her blood, only to be allowed to return when she brings two turtle doves to the tabernacle for the priest to sacrifice. You know, issues. But that, you know, pizza. But that Hannity interview wasn't the first time Johnson advocated for his idea of a Christian government. This is him on the House floor just six months ago. Jefferson clearly did not mean that metaphorical wall was to keep religion from influencing issues of civil government. To the contrary, it was meant to keep the federal government from impeding the religious practice of citizens. The founders wanted to protect the church from an encroaching state not the other way around. Exactly. You can read all about it in Jefferson's famous essay, Yeah, I didn't mean that. 
Obviously. Obviously, what he's saying is a crazy interpretation of the separation of church and state. Jeffrey has used that wall metaphor because a wall is closed off to both sides. You don't want politics in your church, but if you let church into your politics, you end up with guys like Mike Johnson representing the church to young people, and they're all going to say, no thanks, Jesus, no matter how fun it is at Youth Pastor Ricky's Leviticus Karaoke Night. <laughs> now, one big way Johnson wants to slip a little church tongue in your state hole, <laughs> taking rights away from gay people. When the Supreme Court struck down anti-sodomy laws on privacy grounds, Johnson wrote, by closing those bedroom doors, they have opened a Pandora's box. Now, not to nitpick, Mike, but if there's one thing we know about gay men, they're not that interested in Pandora's box. <laughs> Johnson, nothing? No, nothing? Forget it. Johnson is so bible he helped get public funding for an organization called Answers in Genesis, which believes the Earth is only 6,000 years old, so they could get public funding to build a theme park in Kentucky called the Ark Encounter, a life-size Noah's Ark museum. Don't forget to visit the gift shop where you can pick up those adorable salt shakers filled with Lot's actual wife. <laughs> now, according... Don't look back. According to uh, the literature, the museum is a place where children can learn that dinosaurs were passengers on the ark. Yes, many early humans had dinosaurs as pets. It's right there in the book of Hanna-Barbera. And the Lord spake to Hezekiah, have thou a yabba-dabba-doo time, a dabba-doo time. We'll have a gay old... Wait, not that part. Wilma! It's a living... And lest you think Mike Johnson was just some lawyer representing a client there, here he is talking about the Ark Encounter on his podcast. The Ark Encounter is one way to bring people to this recognition of the truth that, you know, what we read in the Bible are actual historical events. Which is why Mike Johnson has recently partnered with a major studio to release this eye-opening new documentary. From Universal Pictures and the mind of Mike Johnson comes the greatest adventure ever told. Welcome to Jurassic Ark, the story of a man who built a 300-cubit boat, filled it with delicious animals, and then added meat-eating dinosaurs. Starring Noah, <coughs> Noah's kids, and Jeff Goldblum as Noah's sexy veterinarian. This summer, set sail on an inescapable floating buffet, Jurassic Ark. Rated G for Jesus. We got a great show for tonight. Coming up, Henry Winkler. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card. Where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening is an Emmy Award-winning actor who has worked in Hollywood for 50 years. 
He's just written a new memoir, Being Henry, The Fonz and Beyond. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Henry Winkler! <laughs> That is the way to spend your birthday. Oh, that's right. This is your birthday. It's my birthday, and what a lovely <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I, I understand. Great monologue. Oh, well, thank you very Great much. Great monologue. We worked very hard on it. Yeah. Thank you. Very kind. Uh, uh, what is your favorite cake? My favorite cake is a bundt cake. What kind? Uh, moist chocolate. Okay. Uh, no icing. Yes. Uh, with uh, squishy um, chocolate chips. Okay. We heard this, and... We'd like to wish you a happy birthday for a bun cake. There you go. There. there you go. Thank you. Nice cake. Very nice. Well done. Well done. Thank you very much. Here you go, just in case. I don't know, it's hard to be interviewed and eat at the same time, but no. let's just, let's just try this out. Not when it comes to a bun cake. Exactly. Let's hope Please. this is... We got this from a, a shop called Nothing Bunt Cakes. <laughs> so if it's not good, they have no business model. So good luck. Good luck to Thank everybody. Thank you. Yes, okay, there Thank you go. You. May I ask... Am what, I no, having it by myself? No, I'm picking myself okay, a little slice fine. right here. May I ask what year uh, uh, of birthday this is? Yes, you may. Okay, uh, what 2023. <laughs> That's a very good year. Thank you. It's a very good year. This is a very good cake. So... Do I get to keep 70, the napkin? You get to keep everything. Okay, I like Henry souvenirs. Winkler. Now, 78 years ago, you are born right here in Manhattan. Yes, 78th and Broadway. Wow. <laughs> what you. was New York City like when you were a kid? New York City was... Uh, uh, when I went to California for the first time, I thought that the, the young people were uh, less um, sophisticated than the uh, New York kids. How so? I thought that uh, you learned your independence, you took the train, you, you, you weren't chauffeured everywhere. You know, your parents didn't have to drive you everywhere. You took the, the uh, Fifth Avenue bus. So you were like a free-range child. I was a free-range child, and then, pretty soon, a very cute chicken. You've, you've written a new... Thank you, sir. You've written a new memoir right I here. Did. It is Being Henry, the Fonz and Beyond. Yes. What? See, we start here. And then we turn it around. Okay, one. Slowly turn it. Yeah, there we go. There you go. I like this guy. I like Both this guy. Both very cute guys. Very <laughs> cute guys. Who, like, uh, listen, but Happy I Days Long, when I was in elementary school, every, th this is, we had Happy Days Day at school. This makes me very happy. I'm that makes me happy that to think that I was in your past. I was dressed up as Arthur Fonzarelli and like I every other boy at you school. You show great taste. Except the one, the one redheaded kid who had to be Richie. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you... You know how, how incredibly uh, loyal the Fonz has been to me over all these... He gave me notes when he read the book. Anything you remember? Well, he, he cut a lot out. Did he really? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's as far as I'm going with that joke. <laughs> no. You said at 78, I yes. know who I am. I'm knowing who I am. And that is the truth. So I figured out after reading this, I wrote it with a, a wonderful man named uh, James Kaplan mm -hmm. um, because I, I'm used to writing books. You know, I've written all those children's books with Lynn Oliver. There you go. Our Detec newest one. Detective Duck. Detective Duck. Right there. 
She is the only duckling who has a beaver for a dad. <laughs> and she dreams about being a detective, and she uses her skills to keep her, her pond and her friends environmentally safe. Wow. Smart little duck. Yeah. So... Getting back to the adult book. I am knowing who I am. Who is that person you're knowing? Do you know, for, this, is, uh, this is the truth. For years, people said, how do you be cool? What is cool? Teach me yeah, how to like be... this guy. Yeah. yeah. Teach me how to be cool. And what I have come to realize is that cool is being authentically yourself. I was, I spent a lot of my adult life being who I thought I should be. And I'm now becoming who I am. And it is freeing. Well, can not, I ask you a question? Is any skin showing? I hate it when the guest socks are so low <laughs> that you see skin. Let me see the other one. Let me see the other one. Thank you. Wait a minute. I need a selfie of that. Stephen Colbert picked up my sock. Can we get some lotion? We'll get a little... No, 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 that's true. That's true my dermatologist said, oh, you are dry. They always say that, yeah. though, because they're getting their beaks wet on the moisturizer in the lobby. You know they're doing that. You know they're doing that. So, I, I, I hate to break it to you. Go ahead. I hate to break it to you, but Can you I are... ask you, wasn't it sad to see that last photograph of Pence in the drugstore? No. Whatever, whatever we think, whatever political stripe you are, that four seats were empty. People were thinking about the, the, uh, the, the antiperspirant on the wall. <laughs> and there he is with his wife, thinking, oh, my God. Former vice president of the United States. Really? First in line to the presidency, can't right. get 15 Now we have store. a third in line to the presidency that scares the hell out of me. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Bruce. But I don't mean to be political because I really want to talk about being Henry. Well, th I want to talk about being Henry, too, because I hate yeah. to break it to you, Go but ahead. you are universally beloved. And... and... And I know that when, when, back when you were the Fonz, you've been so many things since then. You've so many fantastic, indelible characters. But when you were the Fonz, I'm sure, even to this day, I'm sure people come up to you and give you they Fonz do. love. They do. What do you do with that? I'll because tell you what I do. I accept it, and that. I am grateful. Because the Fonz introduced me to the world. I had a dream when I was on 78th and Broadway. And I was lying in bed, and I would just look up at the ceiling, thinking, am I ever going to meet my dream. I was told I would never, but will I? And now I'm sitting here with you. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Henry Winkler, everybody. Stick around. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? 
then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. And it's got it's got it's got pictures and everything in it, of 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 this man right here. I had I, I hand chose them. Oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, Henry Winkler, everybody. So, Henry. Yes. Henry. You say that when you were younger, you were not emotionally available. That's true. Why? You're an actor, don't you? Have to have sort of in touch with your own emotions. You would think. <laughs> when I changed my voice for the Fonz, it unleashed my imagination and my emotion. But before that, I had a rocky road at home and not ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to just say it was really tough. And what I visualized was that I took the young me and I Chernobyled it with that thickness of cement. Mm. So I, I, I was who I thought I should be, and I never got connected to the core of me. When did that change? I have therapy with a, a talking doctor. Big fan, big fan. Now, I, I have to say, if I were to give this woman a gift, it would have to be the size of a skyscraper because she has, without ever telling me anything, merely asking me questions or having me ask the question, she has led me like, a, like, a, like a, an aircraft carrier turning in the water, you know, not so easy, to become who I might be. And that's the truth. So you learned, you learned, you learned a lot from her, obviously. I'm just yes. curious, you, you, on the show that we're not going to talk about, you, you, you played an acting coach. Uh, have, who were the people who taught you? Like, who did you learn from? Were there major figures in your life I had taught you major about acting figures or, or even just life. taught you about show business? I had major figures. I had 14 teachers between college and graduate school at Yale. Uh, I had incredible teachers. Um, one of them was the great Stellar Adler, who studied with Stanislavski, who is like the, the pantheon, the, the god of acting. And uh, in her class at Yale, um, uh, she said, you're going to bring in your garden and you're going to show us all your garden. Winkler. So I stood up and I opened the imaginary white picket fence in order to walk into my garden and see, she said, sit down, you see nothing. I said, I didn't even show you my forget-me-nots yet. <laughs> I have variegated tulips over there. They are yellow and red. I see them. You see nothing. <laughs> Sit down. I thought they were going to throw me out of school. I did. There were 25 actors in my class. I thought, well, I've done it again. They're going to show me the exit. And? <laughs> Okay, it has a happy ending. I was hoping so. Yes. <laughs> Eleven actors finished. Three were asked into the professional company. I was one of those three. 
thank you. Thank you for that ending. I made $125 a week, and I... When I was lying in my bed on 78th Street looking at the ceiling, I am now a professional actor living my dream. Holy... The book is Being Henry. It's on sale now. The man is Henry Winkler, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education, is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.